Welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast for anyone who wants to raise other people's money for a business or property venture. Right now, there has never been more money on the planet and there has never been more opportunity. This podcast will help you put the two together. So, if you need money for your business or property proposals from banks, lenders, angels, whales or dragons, this is the podcast for you. Hello everyone and welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast. There's me here, Nigel T. Best. Ray is away at the moment, but here is a very important episode because this episode is an interview with Susan Bryars, who is an expert and will explain all about the tax bombshell that if you are getting your self-assessment tax returns ready and you own properties and you've had rental income and you've had mortgages and you've offset interest against your income and that has brought your profits down and your tax has been based on that net profit, all of a sudden, oh my word, you've probably had a conversation with your accountant about this tax bombshell, section 24, what does it all mean? Why is it happening? That's why I went to talk to Susan Bryars. So here's the interview. Enjoy it. Hi everyone, it's Nigel T. Best and I'm here without Ray McLennan. Yes, he's not here. I'm out on location because I have tracked down a very elusive rare breed and that is someone who actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to Section 24. And the reason I say actually knows what they're talking about is because they are... Uh, an expert in this, and they have everything double-checked and verified by HMRC. And this is super important because there is so much going on at the moment on Section 24, the landlord tax bombshell. What is it if, you don't, if you've never heard of it? Well, if you own property, you need to stay tuned because we're going to be talking about some of the problems that we may all face if we are in property and we are owning property uh, potentially outside of a uh, an incorporated structure. So there's a lot to get into. Uh, hopefully, we will not leave you needing a lie down in a darkened room with a damp flannel on your forehead. Um, hopefully, this is because one of the amazing things is uh, this is made so simple uh, by this particular person. So without further ado, I need to introduce the amazing Sue Breyer. Hello there, Nigel. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've been very nervous. We've been talking about this, and it's kind of shaking your head. Uh, what on earth is this? What am I doing? And all the rest of it. But I'm so pleased you're here. Thank you very much for your time, because this is very close to your heart. It's a real passion of yours, educating people. Totally. Educating people and empowering landlords to really know the impact of Section 24 my concern is that the full truth hasn't actually been eked out yet. Uh, landlords talk about a 20% tax relief and they believe it's around their finance costs. But folks, that is not the truth. Okay, so this is going straight into, you've, you've, gone, you've put a dagger right through my heart here, <laughs> gone straight for it. You are talking about um, one of these things. Now, there are lots of myths, aren't there? Out there, many miss out there, Nigel. Yes, um, and we've been talking about them because um, just to explain to people, um, Sue is uh, going to be sharing this with the wider public because up until now, you've been the uh, foremost expert, but in a very 
sort of um, sheltered environment in as much as you haven't um, had the opportunity to share this with everyone unless they could make it to one of your um, live functions. That's, that's and correct. these are small yes. exclusive rooms. Correct. And there are, how many landlords do you reckon? Oh, at least 1.5 million to 2 million out there, I would so say so. There could be 2 million, and how many can fit in this room normally at a time? M- maximum 20, I've cut it off 20, 20 at 20, right. I'm just doing some mental calculations here. So I reckon if you did one a day, including weekends, we could probably all manage to attend within the next 273 years. That sounds like a good calculation. Unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) we we ain't going to last that long, are we? I I certainly won't. Yeah. So um, one of the reasons that you're doing this now is you are looking at putting this out online as well as still doing them in person. Of course, yeah, which I enjoy very much doing, yeah. Okay. When you are talking to people, just give me an overview as to, uh, I'm guessing people are thinking tax. Oh, uh, please, do I have to? You know, are they being forced into the room um, at this point? But however they get there, when they leave the event, what is generally the sort of uh, the overall picture as to what you've just told them? Well, a little bit of mixture of relief, uh, a little bit of concern, but uh, not with uh, you, not with me, no, no but with the uh, with the tax that they have had explained to them. Uh, we start off on the day and uh, the approach is a conceptual understanding to understand the method to understand the concepts I don't put any figures out there first of all I make sure people understand what the conceptual changes are on the way they've been taxed in the past and the way they're going to be taxed in the future all right what do you mean by conceptual changes how were we taxed in the past well in the past our our finance costs came off, off as a deduction, as our expenses Okay, so did. this is going straight into, from our rents, we could deduct how much interest we paid on any loan outstanding against that property, a more, right. typically a mortgage. Yep, it was a de- deduction before we got to our rental profits. And that was the figure that got taxed after that, that had been deducted. And, hey, the train has just arrived. There we go. Just to just to prove that we are totally we are prepared. Totally prepared is the fact that yeah, the phone's just gone off. I like the I like the ringtone. Sound like Casey Jones was phoning you again. <laughs> Coming around the corner. <laughs> uh, where were we? So uh, so we were taxed um, on a basis where you could deduct the finance that you might be paying on a mortgage. So especially if you had an interest-only mortgage, let's keep it simple. Yep. You took five hundred quid in rent. You had 200 quid of interest on the loan, on the mortgage that you had. You had some other expenses of £100, say. So you had 500 income, 300 expenses. Correct. You got taxed on the £200 a month. Correct. That went into your marginal rates. Okay. What's happened now? So What's for those that are playing catch-up, and if, <laughs> seriously, if you're playing catch-up on Section 24, shame on you, um, but not shame on you. Because you're, you're finding out about it yes. now, and there's still sort of time to sort this out. So now, so so now there are a, a few income. transitional years, but look, let's look from 2020, 2021 moving on. When this is fully in place, yeah, fully in place. Okay. What we'll have now is a situation where you have gross profits, less deductions, which will be your expenses. So the hundred pounds. So you five hundred. Yeah. Whatever. Less it might the hundred be. again. And then uh, you'll have rental profits that are then put into your marginal rates. Hold on. So this is £400 is now going in instead of £200. Correct. 
correct going into your marginal rates and all uh, up through the marginal rates you're going to be taxed and then once your tax liability is assessed then you get a 20% relief a tax credit off your uh, rental uh, your rental profits what's gone through your marginal okay, rates right hang on hang on so um, this 20% relief that doesn't sound very good because up until Recently, I was getting 100% relief. Correct. So what's happened to the other 80%? Well, my friends, that is the bit that really we need to talk about. Is this our friend, the tax man, just <laughs> swiping an extra little bit? Swiping it away. Okay. Uh, and unfortunately, we can't deduct that other 80%. Uh, we now only get a 20% tax relief on uh, on the rental income over a, across the marginal rates. So that might be added to your other income as well. Uh, and at the end of the day... It's a value of 20%. But what I'm going to say to you is, and people out there, this is what I am very concerned about, is do you understand that it may not actually be a 20% value of your finance costs? Everyone is banging on about 20% tax relief to the value of the finance costs, but this may not be what the calculation may be. Every landlord's portfolio is different. Each each one is structured different. The borrowing is different. The income is different for the landlord. Not They may have other P, PAYU, other types of income. This all affects the uh, actual calculation. And what I'm asking people to perhaps come on a journey with me to actually move on from talking about 20% tax relief up to the value of whatever the 20% of the finance costs are to say we're going to move this conversation forward it's actually what is my 20% tax reducer because it could actually be some other type of calculation and in the long term anyone with borrowing more than likely, unless they take very stringent actions or they keep their rents rising in, or, their, uh, or their gross profits uh, increasing from various other uh, strategies, every landlord is on a timeline, on a time bomb, because so, eventually okay. right. you may not be able to offset the full or any. So the, misconception, the misconception is that this 20% tax relief is fine and mm. it'll put you in a position where you're no worse off than you were before. So that's error number one, because it's not necessarily so. If you're a basic rate taxpayer, a lot of people will be thinking that. Be thinking that, but it's not necessarily so. And then there's some other added little twists that the tax man has put in to say, well, actually, your 20% tax relief is not necessarily based on that figure. It could be based on one of two others, and whichever... Out of those three, it will always be on the one that has the least value. I think you've hit on the head. Absolutely. We've discussed okay. this this afternoon and you've so completely am I a good student? Am I a good student? student? <laughs> All right. Okay. So <laughs> it's a good job you were explaining this because I can understand why um, the vast majority of landlords out there, those that have even heard of Section 24, I know there's a huge cohort who haven't even heard of it. Um, this is uh, could be a bit of a game changer because... Not only is your income now going into your marginal rate, which tends to be taxed at a higher rate than you probably thought it was going to be, but also this 20% tax relief could be on a figure that was an awful lot lower than you were hoping it would be, which means your overall tax bill is going to be substantially different to what it is now. Correct. And this isn't just reserved for what people might see as the greedy 
big landlords who've got hundreds of properties and what have you. It's not just targeting them, is it? Who, who else is it targeting? It's targeting the smaller landlords, those that are retired, those are very vulnerable groups that may not grasp this uh, initially, and also accidental landlords, those that got one or two properties uh, with a little bit of borrowing on, or even with any borrow on, borrowing on in the long term, that borrowing will be, uh, my concern is that they'll be in a situation where the finance costs possibly will not, any of them will be able to okay. be offset right. because of the way the other calculations are loaded. Okay, so I know of quite a few people, uh, because this calculation's coming in, I know quite a few people who sort of say, oh, well, look, you know, I saved up a bit, you know, a while ago and I bought a buy-to-let. Um, there's no real, um, the, I bought it at the peak, it, it, the price dropped, it's now creeping back up, um, but to be honest, it only just washes its face. You know, so I have the, um, you know, the 500 quid rent, I've got 200 quid expenses, 200 quid on my mortgage interest, um, and then 100 pounds is for when I get some voids or a boiler needs doing or some works needs doing. So in the end, really, I earn nothing. So I don't really declare it because I'm not earning any income, so I'm not going to be paying any tax and what have you. The answer is not only is that, well, first of all, you must declare it mm -hmm. under self-assessment. That's right, yeah. Um, but then secondly, with this change, I am now going to get, to, or this person is now going to get taxed on a property that although cash flow-wise they are getting no money from it, the taxman will view it that you are getting £200 a month from it, and they will tax you on that £200. So even though you've got no money from it, they want your marginal rate, which could be up to what sort of percent? Could be 40%? Uh, above 40%. Above 40%. Yeah. So they could be getting taxed on that £200, and they'll be looking thinking, hold on. I don't actually get any cash from this house. Mm -hmm. Not only do I not get any cash, the tax man's now asking me to pay. Mm -hmm. So I'm paying to own a house that is rented. What goes on? Mm -hmm. and, and you're subsidising it. Possibly. You're subsidising it. Sure. And, and yeah. essentially, if they can't put the rents up, then how many landlords do you think are going to just say, that's it, I've had it, I'm out? Yeah, quite a few. The problem will be that you can no longer deduct your interest completely from the uh, from your gross profits as an as an expense, which means that whilst you might have been able to do that in the past and keep your asset and hoping for capital growth, now going forward you might actually have to pay to keep the asset in a, in, in additional tax because you don't get the same benefits. Now, for those of you that have been following this closely, um, this has gone to courts of appeal and all sorts of things, hasn't it? It's been uh, was it Sherry Blair? Sherry Blair. Sherry yes. Blair was involved in that, um, and it got. Um, well, I don't know which way it was. It was upheld or it, it was staying. Anyway, the law is staying. This is what's happening. There are some transition sort of reliefs as it, as it moves from not having this to over the course of a few years, this coming in. This is the reason I wanted to bring this on to this episode of how to raise money is this is a, a case of how to hang on to the money that you are working hard to raise and how you're earning, um, because it, it just seems patently unfair. But are there any strategies 
um, that you could do, potentially do? Any mitigating strategies or is it just a case of sell up? Well, I think in the long term, I think with this hidden information that's not really out there amongst landlords coming out, I think most landlords who have got any borrowing are on a time bomb and eventually will find that they will not be able to access even 20% of the value of their finance cost to offset. That's my concern. In the meantime, however, you could take some mitigating actions. These are sticky plasters, but they might be sticky plasters that actually stretch a long way. Okay, uh, quite absorbing. absorbing. They they (laughs) They mop up quite a bit of the blood, do they? Yeah, I would say that I have probably identified between, um, yeah, maybe around five or six strategies. And depending on your portfolio, its structure, your own income, your the way you've owned the properties, the beneficial interest in the property, because remember, tax follows beneficial ownership. So whether you can spread that up, around and maybe get access to other people's marginal rates of course they're going to be on the same situation eventually as everyone else um, with regard to um, the 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 uh, 20% of the finance costs eventually uh, because of the way it's structured and the calculations are structured not being accessed um, but there are five I, I would identify five or six things and you may not just do one of those things there are actually uh, combinations that you might choose to do two or three of those strategies each one will mitigate the impact as you decide the best thing for you to do in the end which possibly may be to pay down some of the mortgage in which case that you can uh, you can absorb some of the extra tax because you're not obviously paying the same amount of uh, out on, on uh, to repay your mortgage you might increase your rent there's a uh, lots of different types of mitigating actions to take and some other strategies that would be, need more time to go into than, than just now yeah um, and, and I think one of the things is uh, it's quite hard now if you're driving in the car you're probably swerving as, as you're getting distracted <laughs> with oh my goodness the, the talk of tax bombshells and all the rest of it makes us all nervous um one of the things that uh, is really helpful is i know when you go through this you have a flip chart and um you are laying these out these examples out there and what have you but people are probably thinking right hold on a second so never heard of you section 24 never heard of that why should I be interested in this and why should I be interested in you? So, you know, we're quite a way into this podcast, but it's probably mm. worth just recapping who you are and why you should so, be listening folks, to us. My name is Sue Briar and uh, I have been a landlord for 25 years. My uh, background is in property law. I'm a property lawyer, so I understand drafting skills around property structures and ownership. Uh, I've run a conveyancing department and worked for the Law Society in uh, property papers and examinations, etc. Uh, why am why am I engaged with folk around this? Is because I walk the same dreams and nightmares that you have. I am a landlord of twenty five years with a mixed portfolio, and I am finding my way through this as well. Over a period of the last, um, I would say. Th- Possibly up to five to ten, five, ten years, I've worked with a, a large uh, landlord organisation. And in the last five years, I've uh, grown in uh, training and have written two of the top-selling courses for landlord organisations in this country. 
And, th- and those courses were specifically? For landlords, one was capital gains tax. We yeah. have uh, worked examples, conceptual understanding, easy to follow um, procedures to be able to um, tackle your own capital gains tax bill and to understand the beauties of deemed uh, ownership, private um, principal private uh, residential relief, and also uh, lettings relief. Uh, a huge big big tool of secure uh, information there and worked examples to go away with to uh, tackle your own portfolios and the the course that really sold uh, was was the top selling course I would say over the last sort of year and a half was the specialist landlord taxation course uh, with lots lots of examples works informate worked worked examples with really conceptual easy to follow methods which explains section 24 on the background of uh, the, f- the four big uh, tax structures of the, this country, uh, the relationships between each tax structure, and I think uh, bringing all those together and helping people understand the relationship between the different taxes. You know, taxes are a little bit like a family. Some taxes don't get on as well with other folk as they should, and uh, you know, we all know what we're talking about with family relationships, but tax is no different. And they all impact each other. You can't look at one in isolation. So that, that's a little bit about my background. I've spent a long time in picking Section 24, writing about it and putting together uh, explanations and easy-to-follow guides. And my big concern is that working with the HMRC to, uh, and the information I've received is I am absolutely aggrieved and concerned that many landlords don't realise that they are just on a time bomb with any borrowing they have. Regardless of this 20% tax reduction you're being talked, you're being uh, fed by accountants, by other people in the profession, my friends, you need to come and unpick this a little bit more because actually it's quite it's even more sinister than we think, and my my heart <laughs> bombs. <it>. Sinister. <laughs> this is this is you it's, know uh, our I audience the, uh, are, are sort of going off. I told you you might need to lie down in a darkened room. <laughs> right now, I mean this is this is amazing stuff. So you um you you're um a teacher as well. So I'm you, a teacher. So you yeah. understand. Still lecture two days a week. Yeah. So you, the, the beauty of this is you understand how people. Um, learn so it's a combination for all of you that are out there that are the kinesthetic learners you know you need to get your hands in and, and do things um, and what have you all those that just like to listen all those that like to see it visually see the numbers all those that are a combination of this is this is perfect because you do need to sit down and first of all wrap your head around the overall concept why is the government doing this who are they targeting why are they targeting how does it work and as Sue said there, you, you said that this is things that work in combination. Um, and I kind of feel it's, it's a bit like an artist's palette, you know, when you have the colours. And somehow artists like Sue are able to combine colours to give you something even better, hmm. which in this instance is how to structure things correctly to pay the right amount of tax, which is not handing over everything without needing to. Now, when it comes to mixing colours, I don't know if you're like me, but whatever I mixed always ended up as a brown. <laughs> or occasionally I came out with a subtle dark shade of grey. Um, 
And clearly, I would get it wrong. And just the conversations that we've been having about this and everything that's going on, this is um, something that we, regardless of whether you've got one, ten, a hundred properties, if you've got finance against them, this is going to affect you. And it could affect you very significantly. So on the how to raise money, this is how to hang on to the money that you've already got. Um, And for some people... They're going to be in a situation where they can't afford the tax bill, nor can they afford to get rid of the properties, without potentially looking at some clever property strategies, that, which yeah. we've kind of banded around purchase lease options, other things that allow people to use capital gains, band, you know, allowances and structure yeah, things, exemptions. annual exemptions, yeah. and doing things like that. So this is. This is really kind of, folks, this isn't, we're not messing about here. This is, you've got to get in and you've got to do it. Now, one of the things that I really love that you do is you, um, I wouldn't say you like to make, you know, you see, now some of you may know I'm an accountant and um, it's not that Sue deliberately tries to make accountants squirm, uh, but there's a lot of accountants out there who don't know what's going on. Now, how do you know that? Well, so who comes on your courses? Well, they don't reveal themselves to about 11 o'clock at coffee time. Uh, but uh, I've, uh, I find that on the courses come other accountants to be updated. I've had the managing partners of large accountancy firms and legal firms well known in the city. Uh, they've taken a day off. I've signed off their CPD for them. Uh, they've come on the courses. I, I get all manner of variety of different people from different levels of uh, positions uh, involved in policy in terms of local authorities. People are coming on the course to find out the detail, and it's the devil in the detail. Only the week I had the underwriting team from a large mortgage company. Uh, Which could affect their their totally. I had some very interesting conversations with them around uh, Section Twenty Four about the new products that they were beginning to look at. So you'll see uh, mortgages coming out now for limited liability partnerships. Um, The the company uh, arrangements. If you go down the incorporation route from individual ownership to escape these taxes, all this. So All they're people, they're coming to they're coming to you. They're to coming say, to me so, to watch my flip charts <laughs> and the magic I do on my flip charts. There you go. This is this so they is can it. understand how to assess other people's applications and how uh, Section Twenty Four will uh, impact them if they agree to more borrowing or not. It's okay. not you know it, everyone's portfolio is structured a different way or the borrowing is different. You know we're like bananas. We're all the same but different. And at the end of the day without being able to unpick your own individual portfolio, understand it's how it's structured and the finance against the, the, the main tax structures, in particular your marginal rates, there is no way you can make any changes to improve your situ- situation with Section 24. It's mm. essential to know those basics. Right, and, and I think that's probably where most of us fall down, um, is we don't understand where we are. We don't understand necessarily what we're trying to achieve, we struggle to probably ask our advisors, so our accountants, our solicitors, whoever it is, we struggle to probably put in front of them what we want to do and how we think we need to do it. And if we give just a general question to an accountant or solicitor, can you do this? 
I'm guessing the default position would be from that accountant or solicitor. Not too sure what they were asking me, so I'll do what I always do, which is this, because that normally works. Mm. And this is the problem. If accountants and solicitors aren't up to speed on the significance of this, the potential advice could be wrong, but you wouldn't know it's wrong until many years down the line. Correct. Okay, yeah. so until it's almost too late, because your opportunities—if you don't do—if you keep on looking at your options and don't do anything, then you get lost options, and that's what will happen if you keep on doing the same thing. Uh, so don't bury your head in the sand. Don't bury your head. Get your head out of the sand. Find out how to work this out. Find out, you know, how to break it down. But also, that would give you the questions that you can go to ask your accountant, and that would—it would almost be, ooh. If, if they know all about it and they can tell you all about it, then you'd have some comfort that they understand the situation. If they kind of look a little bit blank and perplexed, mm. might that be um, time that you slip, slipped across <laughs> the, uh, the details of your, of your course? Is that what you're saying? Uh, not, the, not that this is a complete selling fest, but this is a complete selling fest because yes. Subriah... Tax, property tax expert is here to say you need to get on this <laughs> you need to get on this I, i'll tell you a funny story i was at the property investor show only the couple of weeks ago i was talking to an accountant who told me oh gosh this, the tax changes i've just been on a really expensive seminar but thank goodness i know that you get this 20 percent uh, you know uh, basic rate tax relief and i looked at him i said is that the truth though haven't they told you about the other issues hidden away in the further parts of the finance act and as I slowly got to speak to him and he looked at me, he went a little bit glazed and white. He said, after about five minutes as I talked to him, he said, I had no idea they didn't tell me this. And I said, well, you need to go away and, and unravel this because they've only told you, they've shown you the icing on the cake. You haven't got to the centre yet. You haven't got to where the sultanas are and the nuts and, and the other bits that are waiting to be. And all the other home. allergies, <laughs> the things that will give you that anaphylactic yeah. shock. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. This, yeah. You it's, choke I mean, on your cake. What's the concerning me is in the industry is that if, if people, if, if accountants are going on these large seminars and being told, it's a, they, that uh, every the, the incomplete. They're talking. It's, it's they've been shown the incomplete story. thing, aren't uh, they? Yeah, yeah, it's not the whole story. And I think the problem is over the transitional years, uh, and when in year two, where fifty percent of your um, finance costs are a deduction, and fifty percent, um, well, twenty percent of the value of that fifty percent will be uh, offset as an interest loan relief. Um, we don't. We are in, the the obvious impact is a little bit fudged. And that's why the conversations aren't as clear and there isn't the same clarity. As you get to 2021, uh, what I'm talking about will be a lot clearer to many landlords. But I'm hoping to catch landlords earlier to be able to explain this in a lot more detail. I mean, I'm the flip chart queen. I love to get out my coloured dry wipes and show you visually what's happening uh, what I have found, speaking about it, showing people lineal accountants and figures, the same sort of thing we all see in our landlord magazines and accountants come up and do PowerPoints on, means absolutely nothing to anybody. They are just showing you maths on that board. You need to know what it means to you as a landlord and how it's going to impact you. Uh, if you the, the, the way I teach is kinesthetic. Obviously, you can hear that I speak a lot as well. I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, visual. 
uh, and also can assess it if you come on the courses uh, that I, I have been doing. Uh, I give people an opportunity to do worked examples and make errors and that's how you learn quickly by someone saying, no, it wasn't actually that, it was this way around. So, um, yeah, it's... it's uh, is, it, is it true that at your events you have a panic room where people can go in, <laughs> shut the door and scream it's very cold. loudly and longly before coming back out and saying, all right, so now tell me how I, how I can avoid all this? Yeah, we, we provide a lot of therapy, yeah. definitely a lot of therapy. Uh, the but coffee what I, is very strong. What I do find, landlords leave and I have many... Um, you know it's nice to be thanked for anything you do in life but I have actually a lot of people come up to me saying thank you it's the first time I've ever understood it thank you without your flip charts and your visuals I would never have been able to unpick it now I understand the devil in the detail and I go home happy because I think to myself well those people actually realize what they're facing now they're yeah. not blindly reading these you know these these um strapped out little phases second, about second hand sound bites and sound things bites. isn't it because folks it is a lot a lot deeper than that Nigel I just my my concern is the landlords are going to find themselves walking into a you know basically this time bomb and they could have could have earlier um you know engaged with some of these issues uh, that I mean, was the T word again. It was time bomb again. Time, it's again. The time bomb. It, and, it, and what you're saying is it doesn't matter who you are, you're not going to avoid it, but uh, there's ways of making it yeah. less painful and there are ways of structuring things to totally. do it. Now, one of the questions that um, I know some people have asked, and there may be some of you thinking it right now, and you're sort of going, yes, yes, but this is if it's in your name and if it's, um, you know, if you've got borrowings on it and what have you, but I can just become a limited company for 20 quid online i can do it in the next 20 minutes and i've heard it doesn't apply to companies so i'm sorted well that's all very do well they, are they should well, they take comfort in that yes, are they you, can all right? set, well, you can set a company up but the point but is but can you take comfort in that is that is that fine not really because the, the, oh, the properties that you've account. already owned you own individually need to be transferred into that company that means uh, you know affecting your finance and your borrowing uh, it means uh, incorporating, which will possibly trigger capital gains tax, and will. There also... we go. There's, a, there's another phone going off. And it's will also, um, uh, tr you know, trigger the possibility of stamp duty, which only can be avoided if you're in a in a, a partnership, uh, which so, takes you to the next discussion about limited liability partnerships. So okay, and so a twenty quid online application to put everything into a company. You've got to remember a company is a separate legal entity. Absolutely. You can't just transfer them willy-nilly. Um, you can't just do this. You may be crystallizing other tax positions that you hadn't thought of. Mm -hmm. And this is where your your palette of colors comes in yes. because you combine, okay, I'll avoid that one by doing this, but then you trigger something else and you're saying, well, if you combine that, you're going to end up with your brown colour, Nigel. Um, <laughs> whereas if you do it this way, you'll end up with this beautiful aquamarine or That's something. Nice. So it's What it, the aquamarine looks like is, in the ideal world, being able to keep your asset, staying profitable and understanding the tax regime that you need to function in. Yeah, because people raise money to get into property because they see it as a long-term wealth vehicle for the benefit of themselves, mm -hmm. for an income, a pension, for their kids and for their children's children's sure. children's children. So it's a long-term wealth vehicle. What you're saying at the moment is this could trigger 
people who've worked damned hard for a long time to get to a position that they think is getting close to that long-term wealth. And this could all, the rug could be pulled out from underneath them. I am very concerned and I think a lot of people who are 20% taxpayers and people who are having a small income below their um, personal allowance or within the range of the personal allowance are incredibly vulnerable. So this is people potentially, people who've now retired? Yeah, possibly. Who have an extra thing because... And if there's any borrowing on those properties and you're having income in those two different types of brackets... I, please come and talk to me because I am very, very concerned that okay. you will not understand the full long-term impact of Section 24. Uh, what is being, um, you know, uh, Well, people, and, people are sort of talking, um, oh, don't worry because you get this relief, you get that, and it's not so bad and it's not this and it's not that. They truly don't grasp I don't think the, they grasp the, the, the magnitude sure. of this. If there's any borrowing, you need to have some calculations done. Please come and see me. Uh, I will try and explain. Okay, so that's a a neat way to sort of say, okay, how do they get in touch with you? Because some people may be, um, okay, look, so I want to sit down with you for a couple of days and go through absolutely everything because I want you to get me to provide all the info, all the stuff, get out of my brain all the things that I'm trying to do, everything that we've got arranged, who owns what and where and how mm-hmm. and how long and how, how much equity or how much growth there's been, all these sort of things. Um, you can do that, but you you know, only do that for very limited very numbers. Very limited people. Because it takes me, yeah. a lot of time it to do that. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of conversations and we need to assess and report and uh, prepare the... Uh, my client for the right conversation with their accountant and that with the right take, professionals to set the right structures up sure. and what have yeah. you so that is to quite that is quite an investment advice, yeah. that's quite yeah. an investment yeah. but it can be done however for the vast majority of us where they want to get in touch with you or find out more i know you are transitioning to putting this um online so that people can access it without having to travel to, to yep. events. This is coming. Yeah, that is definitely coming. Yep. Um, and uh, you'll be doing some online masterclasses, webinars, I'll be various doing, things. Yes, and I'll be showing people with my flip charts and my coloured dry Your white pens. Charts, my it. flip charts. And the, and right. the queen of those. I will leave you completely with secure bag of tools to be able to unpick this. When I show you how to understand Section 24, you will be able to go away and you don't need a virtual reality calculator on a website because that just tells you the result. It doesn't tell you the why and the how and what you can do to improve the situation uh with what i've shown you you will be able to go away with a piece of paper and a pen and you will be able to make some uh, structural changes and to understand where you are or the impact of section 24 mm-hmm. um there you go. And, yeah so the that's um, it. sales of pens and paper have just gone <laughs> up again um, even in this digital world yeah yeah uh, it's as basic as that folks uh, but, but with but with that, you'll be able to so people understand the the why, the what, the how, the the what if scenarios mm. and, and when they should do all this. Mm. So that that's fabulous. Okay, people are probably saying enough already. Um, stuff's dribbling out of my ears. This is hurting. <laughs> um, so how do they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me uh, from my website. Okay. Okay. So yeah. uh, Sue Briar, B R Y E R, Sue Briar. Uh, landlordtaxtraining.com 
There you go. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes, so there'll be a link to that. Um, I'll get I'll get Ray to do that. You know, that's the sort of thing Ray should be doing, and what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there'll be the online courses, and there will be a menu of uh, live courses. Yeah. So so you still you around, still get uh, out and about, don't you? Oh, definitely. Are I you love getting to all teach. tangled up. I so do. Anyone, I'm a bit tangled up. Anyone listening up. to the audio thinking, <laughs> "What the hell is, it? is she juggling something?" Sorry, it's, folks. It's a, I am, um, um, so. You're still doing the live courses, still so doing, people yeah. that want to attend yep. and see you in person uh, yep. and what have you. Yeah, I ran a couple out for summer. They were chopper block, uh, two fantastic days, um, and oh, equipping great. people with what they need to know. So uh, I've got uh, a question for you. Yeah. Why do you do this? Why do you get so much pleasure from doing this? Is it you love to see people terrified? <laughs> no, I love to see people empowered set free and to know exactly what they should be doing with their portfolio I love to help people uh, okay so I'm a lawyer but I'm also an educationist say, there you go, you I'm see. a qualified uh, teacher and professional and the uh, uh, pleasure is watching somebody uh, being put in a little rocket ship and being taken to another universe very quickly through a day's work and day's mm-hmm. work on my course to be able to sort out their portfolio that is, that is part of my pleasure yeah, fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have uh, got some, uh, if not total panic and nervousness from that, but some reassurance that there is a way that this can be simplified and uh, that you can do this at your own pace and your own understanding via Sue, because whilst we are all about how to raise money here on this podcast, um, it's a case of, well, once you've raised it, raising it's not easy. And once you've raised it, the last thing you want to do is actually give it all away when you didn't have to. So today's episode was um, how you can hang on to what what you've tried to create. So you've raised money to try and build the wealth for your family. Now this is how you can hang on to it. So I hope you've enjoyed that. Sue, thank you very much for your time. You're it's been very abs- welcome. It's uh, been an absolute pleasure. And, and I'm sure... Too. We are going to see an awful lot more of you out and about um, as people uh, are suddenly thinking, right, who can I turn to? Who's the one that I need to go to? And they sort of go, well, who, what was the name of that woman who actually teaches the accountants to how to do it <laughs> themselves? Yes, yeah, my, my biggest secret for a long time, but I've decided to share that out with people. Quite right, um, quite right. Well, we can't all wait. Come and, come and find me. We can't, wait, footprint. we can't wait 273 years to schedule an appointment. <laughs> Can we? So, uh, so we've got to do that. So, folks, there we go. This has been uh, another episode of How to Raise Money podcast. And next time, hopefully, me and Ray will be back probably in the same room. Who knows? And uh, we'll see you next time around. So this has been Nigel T. Best uh, saying thank you very much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the How to Raise Money podcast. It's made for people who want to raise money as debt or investment equity for their business or property proposal or empire. The website has all the useful links and underlying research, and you can get downloads of the checklists and other useful information. You can find all that at howtoraisemoney.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Ray underscore McLennan and Nigel Best at Positive Nigel. You can check the blog at raisingangelfinance.blogspot.co.uk. See you next time, where we can show you how to raise money. There is abundance. There is money enough for everyone on the planet. The question is, who has yours?